words and powerful truth that there's no greater joy, there's no greater honor, there's no greater pleasure than trusting uh, in Christ and experiencing the sweetness of putting our trust in him. But we have an enemy who wants to keep you and I from experiencing this pleasure and the sweetness of trusting in Jesus. What are the things that we need to be mindful of uh, that the enemy does to you and I today uh, who are finding it hard to place our trust in Jesus Christ. This is what he has done since day one. So I want you to be aware of what the enemy does uh, so that uh, you know what to do and that today you can experience the sweetness of trusting in Jesus. 
it all starts in the beginning in Genesis chapter 3 uh, verse 1 when the enemy comes to Adam and Eve who are walking and experiencing the sweetness of daily walking with Jesus. Says The Bible says they used to walk together in the cool of the day and they used to have sweet fellowship until the enemy came and distorted um, that experience they were having. Three things I want to highlight that the enemy did that he still does today. Uh, he comes to them and says, Now the enemy was crafty than any beast of the field that God had made. And he said to the woman, Did God actually say you shall not eat of the tree in the garden? The first thing that the enemy does is he makes you doubt God's word. What God said to you, about you, uh, there's nothing in this world that understands you, that can explain, uh, understand life, explain life and predict life more than the word of God. Uh, all that we need to know, to be, uh, to have for life and for godliness is in this word. But the enemy comes to make you doubt that word. So the word now becomes a periphery of your life you don't trust in it and you don't you don't look at life or at godliness through the word of God once that happens it begins to diminish our trust in God and the sweetness of trusting to because that's the first thing he came to do says did God really say um, and they knew he had said it but he's, he's asking them like is this even sensible what he said it's the first thing uh, that he did but the second thing that he does to them is saying, is making them feel like, is making them doubt that God is good. So he made them doubt uh, his word. But the second thing he did is make them doubt his goodness. That with all that's happening in this world, in, the, in, in a pandemic, massive job losses, the loss of friends and relatives, and all the challenges the world is going through. That is God really good? Because uh, it says, you shall surely not die. Because God knows if you eat, your eyes will be open. The enemy comes to make us doubt that God is good all the time. He comes, uh, God had blessed them with so much. The one thing that God excluded out of the many things he allowed. In fact, God didn't even prohibit them. The first thing that God said was not a command. It was a blessing. He said, you may eat of everything except for one. But the enemy flips that around and says, you know what? The Lord is a killjoy. He's not good uh, in my life. That's what the enemy is doing to you today. If you're experiencing, if, if you're, if you're experiencing diminished sweetness and pleasure in trusting in Christ, he's making you doubt that God is good. But the third thing that he does to them is he made them doubt God's judgment. That uh, God is indeed a mighty God. That his law uh, that he has put in, that his word is to be taken seriously. That one day he shall judge of the world. So what do you and I need to do uh, um, to counter uh, what the enemy does, I think one is we need to trust the word of God. And the more you apply yourself to the word of God, the more trust uh, grows. So you need to apply yourself, but you need to do 
what the, um, uh, what the word says. Secondly, he makes us want to doubt his goodness. We've got to think, meditate of how far the Lord has brought you. You've got to look back and remember the faithfulness of God to his people, to his church, in your life and in the life of others. There's someone who asks that, you know, if God is good, why is there so much evil in the world? But someone said the bigger question there is because we are assuming that God is then not good. And the question is, if we are saying that God is not good, if we're saying God is evil, then why is there so much good in your life and in the world? Right? That's a bigger question. But the other thing, the last thing is to take what the Lord says seriously because the Lord shall judge all sin. The Lord shall judge the world. The things that look fashionable and progressive in the world right now, the Lord will come and he will judge both the righteous and the wicked. So the judgment of God is this, that number one, he will reward. <laughs> so it's not just punishment. The judgment of God, why his judgment is good is on one end, it is he will reward those that diligently seek him. Those that seek him, they will find him and he will bless them. And those that reject him, he will judge them uh, on the day of judgment. God bless you and may you think and meditate upon this. You trust him more, oh, for grace to trust him.